next guest is an American actress, comedian and writer who made her screen debut in a little movie called Saturday Night Fever. Are you as good in bed as you are on that dance floor? <laughs> well, are you? After about a gazillion more movies and TV shows, she wrote and starred in this sitcom. The Flashy Girl from Flushing, the nanny named Fran. And now she's taking it to Broadway with The Nanny the Musical. Today, Robin, Terry and Bob welcome one of the great voices for women's health. Thank you. Oh my God. <laughs> you really do talk like that. I would make this up. <laughs> Give it up for Fran Drescher. Yay! Well, that was lovely. Thank you. Fran, I'm intrigued by the nanny going to a musical. I think it's going to be the first time in history where they have to tone the costumes down for the musical version. Yeah, well, that's perfect for a musical, don't you think? (laughs) The costumes were so much a part of this show by Brenda Cooper that if we're going to do the Broadway musical, it has to have that same vibe for sure. Did you keep any of your costumes? I might have kept a couple, mostly... You know, some coats and jackets and things like that. The hot pants, the mini skirt, long gone. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to go pick a best and a worst moment from that time in your life, what would they be? Well, the best was definitely, you know, working on the nanny, being that wonderfully funny, great character. And uh, the worst was when, you know, my marriage started to fall apart and we separated while we were working together. And then I started to experience symptoms that were going misdiagnosed until ultimately a year after the nanny ended, I was finally diagnosed with uterine cancer. Mm. Can you talk about that a little bit? Because you are a living example now of someone who just didn't give up until you got the diagnosis. How many times were you misdiagnosed? I went to eight different doctors over two years. You know, I stayed with their recommendations for a little while. I took the hormone replacement therapy that they were giving me because they all seemed to presume that I was perimenopausal because it seemed like I was too young and too thin to have uterine cancer, even though 25% of women who get it are young and thin. And so one out of four seems like it should be a consideration. And by the time I was with doctor number eight, that was when she finally said, I'm sure it was the wrong kind of hormone I was giving you, but let's do an endometrial biopsy just in case. And that was what doctor number one said I was too young for. And I didn't know what I know now. So I didn't ask why, what would that prove or disprove? Because I would have said, well, let's do it. Why, why not just rule it out? What I learned the hard way is what I try and teach my followers and my subscribers to the Cancer Schmancer movement uh, to do, you know, automatically. And so I feel like I got famous, I got cancer, and I live to talk about it. And what I talk about is transforming patients into medical consumers, understanding that how you live equals how you feel. And uh, we're getting people that are supporting cancer schmancer in Australia. So and I think that they want to set up a fundraising event for us down there. So hopefully we'll see you guys very soon. Fran, I love Cancer Smans. I love the fact that Nanny is cleaning up my life as well. 
for the day you get to Brisbane, there's a phrase that we'd like you to attempt in your best attempt at an Australian accent, all right? And the phrase is this. I'm going to drive from Wollongabba to Kapalabar. I'm going to drive from Willingaba to Capalapa. That's not bad. <laughs> wow, nice job. <laughs> and now is the nanny. <laughs> I'm going to drive to Willem Blah Blah and Capella Poopy. <laughs> we love you, friend Dresha. Oh, you're the best. You really are the best. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Bye. Thank you, friend. Bye. Take care and be well. 